0: Tonight, a real-life hero on the podcast. I'm Richard. And I'm Gary.
1: And these are our incredible stories. Hello and welcome to all of our listeners around the world and across the United States. We're happy to have you back with us. If you are listening to our show for the first time, welcome. We hope you enjoy what you hear. And if you are looking for any new episodes, you can join us every Friday. That's when they get posted, and uh, you can hear a new incredible story each and every time. And if you'd like, we've got a whole archive of incredible stories. So uh, feel free to uh, thumb through our catalog of uh, interesting and exciting and thrilling stories and. uh, get caught up so today uh we we've been talking for the last uh, few episodes about heroes uh because we are celebrating a month of heroes and uh, one of them that we're going to talk about is a hero of aviation and so just based on that i'm sure you can guess who we're going to be talking about dad can you tell us what hero of aviation we would be talking about
0: today yes indeed he um he was born in 1871 and he didn't die until 1948 at the age of 76. So I imagine now everybody knows who we're talking about. <laughs> I don't think they have a clue. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that was very vague there. Yes, it was. Well,
0: uh-huh. All right, a little humor to start us off. Um, his name was Orville Wright, and he was one of the two very famous Wright brothers, uh, Orville Wright and Wilbur Wright. Um, They are credited with making the first, very first, in the history of mankind, heavier-than-air, powered, controlled flight, first ever by man. And it led us quickly into the world of the aviation age.
1: Isn't that something?
0: Isn't it? Now, uh, let's go ahead and uh, find out a little bit about these incredible men whose contribution to history impacts us each and every day of our lives. You know? That's true. You stop and think of uh, what uh, airplanes do between hauling people and freight and uh, who knows, uh, and, and they're used in, in war, and they're used in hurricane uh, detection. and uh, So yeah. they started it from scratch. They did. From scratch. And you know what the
1: funny thing is? They were involved with bicycle repair.
0: Yeah. Now, uh,
1: (laughs) How does that lead to aviation?
0: Exactly. Well, let's go ahead and go back to that uh, time uh, so so long ago. Orville, his parents were Milton and Susan Wright, and they lived in Dayton, Ohio. Orville was the sixth of seven children. Back in those days, they did have quite a few children. A lot of uh, kids died earlier in childbirth, so families tended to be... Uh, a bit large back
1: then oh yeah no you kind of had a plan on having a larger family if you wanted your offspring to survive right
0: Uh, some of the offspring so seven kids in that family Uh, Orwell's father Milton he was a bishop in the United Brethren Church and so he raised uh, his kids to be uh, self-confident oh yeah I would expect that the person who invented airplanes would be self-confident wouldn't you gary i would imagine so and to pursue whatever aroused their curiosity mm-hmm. bingo ding 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 so uh orville um like his older brother wilbur was a good student uh, especially in math and science but he also had mechanical inclinations abilities and ambitions mm-hmm And you know what that's like. If you're mechanically inclined, there's a lot of things you can do, sometimes without training, sometimes without reading, just by doing. If you're mechanically inclined, there are a lot of things you can accomplish. Oh, yeah. So um, he started off, uh, are you going to believe this, Gary, promoting circuses? (laughs) <laughs> Again, I, that, none of
1: that and leads me down the road to creating who an airplane.
0: invented airplanes. He started off promoting circuses, uh, and then he became very famous in the uh, Dayton, Ohio community for his high quality kites. And he started uh, making and selling and flying these high quality kites, and he designed and built them himself. Okay, now that sounds like a very, very primitive first step toward what he would eventually be doing Oh, of course. For. So in uh, 1892, uh, he and Wilbur formed the Wright Cycle Company. And at this point, uh, Orville had moved from kites to repairing and manufacturing bicycles. More money in that. A lot more money. Yeah. And so the bicycle business uh, was a great success, Um allowed them the funding and time that they would later need to pursue their, uh, you know, their uh, search of uh, aviation. I guess I I would call it a hobby at first.
1: Yeah, uh, a hobby, because there was no need for aviation at that point.
0: It certainly morphed into something far bigger than a hobby, but um, their bicycle business uh, just allowed them the financial freedom to pursue their other interests. And... If you stop and think of, about it, if um, Wilbur and Orville had just been com- uh, satisfied with being comfortable and successful businessmen, that would have been the end of it, mm. and we never would have heard of them. That's true. And maybe we wouldn't have airplanes even today. <laughs> so anyways, uh, that wasn't the end of the story. Um Orville and Wilbur both remembered that uh, in 1878, I think um, Orville was about seven years old at the time, their father brought home a toy helicopter, and it was powered by a, a rubber band. Now, this little toy helicopter, Gary, it didn't just fall to the ground. It actually flew across the room till it struck the ceiling, and it fluttered a while, and then finally it sank to the floor. Uh, the, the, it was a very delicate toy, so it didn't last very long before it broke, but it truly caught the brothers' attention. They tried to replicate the toy themselves. Really? Yeah, and Orville later credited this ch- childhood toy as being the object that sparked their original interest in flight when he was seven years old. Hmm. Toy helicopter. So uh, in 1899, Orville and Wilbur began reading all they could about flight, And they were observing birds, and they continued their kite experiments. They designed and manufactured their bicycles. And uh, they kept increasing their natural mechanical abilities. And many of the tools that they used to manufacture bicycles, they would also use when they would eventually build their gliders and and flyers. Yes. So they found the outer banks of North Carolina. Remember, they were from Dayton, Ohio, Mm -hmm. Midwest. Midwest here in the United States, the outer banks of North Carolina, while North Carolina is on the East coast of the United States. Yeah. But they found that it met their criteria for uh, testing their inventions because it had privacy. It had steady winds and it had wide open non-vegetated spaces. So it was here in a little place called Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, very few people there where they set up their camp and it gave them the freedom to experiment with and perfect the machines that they were trying to make fly until they achieved their success. Now, it took a while. Um, he was 32 years old when, when he first piloted the first successful powered, controlled flight, Orville. And it was on uh, December 17th, 1903. So a little more than a week before Christmas 1903, The Wright brothers changed the world. Wow. Here is what happened on December 17th, 1903 in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. There were four flights, Gary. The first one took off at 1035 in the morning. It lasted 12 seconds and it flew Only 120 feet, which is about 37 meters. Right. Their second flight was a little bit better. That flew 175 feet, about uh, 55 feet longer, uh, or 53 meters. The third one, more improvement. Now they got the flight up to 200 feet in distance, or 61 meters. And then, their last flight, this one changed the world forever. Gary, their little airplane, flew 852 feet. It lasted 59 seconds, one second short of a minute. And there were five people there to see it. Five people who witnessed man First fly. Isn't that something? Now, Orville became a millionaire. Uh, y- yeah. <laughs> due to the invention of the airplane. He lived to 76. Unfortunately, Wilbur, um, I think he had uh, typhoid fever and he died at a much younger age. Ooh. Yeah. Um, but Orville, since he lived to 76, he actually was alive to witness what he invented what he created, the airplane, to be used in World War One, to be used in World War II, mm. at the end of which there was the development of the jet engine. He was alive for that. Isn't that crazy? And he was even alive to see man break the speed of sound. And when he died on January thirtieth, 1948, it was only 21 years before man first set on the moon. Isn't that something? Is that incredible?
1: <laughs> but, and if you, if you think about it, honestly, if you think about his contribution, everything that came after the invention of the airplane would not have been possible if it were not for him. That's right. And I seriously doubt that he imagined that day when, he, when they made that first flight that it would go as far as it did or would have such an impact um, in humanity, uh, not humanity. Uh, on humanity. On humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if we talk about space travel, sure, the rocket is not a, an aircraft per se like a jet is. But when the shuttle came out in the 70s, the shuttle was pretty much an airplane that could travel through space. And if they hadn't have come up with the design for the airplane, the functional design for the airplane, there would be no space shuttle because that relies completely on being directed on a nice, smooth uh, flight back into the atmosphere and the ability to land using landing gear instead of crashing down in the ocean. I mean, with, without his contribution, that would have never happened.
0: He could never in a million years have imagined in 1903 when he flew for 59 seconds, that man would break the uh, speed of sound barrier in his lifetime.
1: Right. (laughs) Now, contemplate this. His his airplane only flew for almost a minute, right? Mm -hmm. 800 feet. Compare that to a fighter jet that can go faster than the speed of sound, which I think is, what, 900 miles an hour? and travel between two states in, what, maybe, I don't know, five minutes because it's traveling so fast, that's incredible.
0: Yeah. Uh, One one thing's for sure. We can get on an airplane in New York and be all the way on the other uh, side of the uh, country in Los Angeles, California, all within the space of about four hours or so.
1: Four hours, and and when you think about that, trains. When people had to travel just by train, a train might take a week, mm-hmm. you know, depending on how things are going. If you were uh, going by buggy, well, then you're looking at a very long trip. Mm-hmm. If you had to travel across the ocean in a boat, oh my goodness, that could be two weeks or more, or more.
0: We've talked about right. in the 1600s, uh, some of those voyages going weeks and weeks.
1: Oh, of course. And, you know, if, uh, if you're in an airplane, uh, you're looking at a six-hour flight. Six hours versus being on, the, on a boat for two or three weeks is a huge difference. Mm-hmm. So now, very incredible.
0: Uh, one of the most uh, famous aircraft to come out of World War II was one called the Memphis Bell. And the Memphis Bell was the first bomber to complete 25 missions. And its 26th mission was to tour the United States uh, for war bonds uh, because we were still in the middle of World War II. And the pilot uh, of the Memphis Bell was a fellow from Asheville, North Carolina. You've been in Asheville. That I have. And his name was uh, Captain Robert Morgan. Uh, He eventually became a colonel, but Captain Robert Morgan uh, of the Memphis Bell and Captain Morgan said that the thrill of his lifetime was actually meeting Orville Wright. Mm -hmm. So Orville Wright, the man who flew 59 seconds in 1903 and started it all, got to meet Captain Robert Morgan, who flew 25 missions over Germany during World War II with a bomber called the Memphis Belle. Isn't that something? So I think Orville Wright must have been just as excited meeting Captain Robert Morgan as Robert Morgan was in meeting Orville Wright.
1: Oh, I'd imagine so.
0: What an incredible person in our history. I In think the history so. of man, period. Everybody's history. Yeah. The airplane affects everyone.
1: Oh, around the world. Yeah. Around the world. Well, I have to say that is an incredible story. Well, with that. It's that time again.
0: Yes. I'm Richard and we're going to fly away Alright
1: and I'm Gary I'm hopping on my plane And again if you liked what you heard uh, Join us every Friday for new episodes And go ahead and subscribe Add us to your list of podcasts We look forward to you joining us again Ta-ta for now